We are reading from the New Testament book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 9 through 11. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in you. May God bless the reading of his word. Always nervous about how heavy this is going to be. It's like, it's heavier than it looks. Let's just, okay, it's fine. We're good. It's good. Okay. It's a little off center. That's fine. I'll wander around. So, um, I don't know about you guys, but I've been watching a lot of movies this summer because the days are super long. And in the heat of the day, we get inside, we get in front of the TV, and we're like, let's have rest time because I have little kids. And we put on something and we kind of chill out a little bit. And one of my favorite movies is a 1985 classic that has everything. It um, took place on the goondocks of Oregon, and it is a ragtag group of little kids that are treasure hunting um, in order to save their parents from foreclosure. Does anybody know the movie? The Goonies, that's exactly right. And so the best part of this movie could be the pirates, it could be the adventure, it could be the teenage love, it could be uh, just the braces shining in the camera light, it could be a lot of things. But to me, the best part is Chunk, okay? He is a character um, appropriately named, Um, And in the 80s, it was a good joke. In 2023, I don't think you can do that anymore. Um, But they would have him pull his shirt up, and he would do the truffle shuffle. It was a whole thing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I apologize. If you do know what I'm talking about, it's kind of funny. Um, But my favorite part of this movie is actually this right here. I quote this all the time. Let's see if the the video will play. That's all I can stand. I can't stand no more! I got it! I got it! I got it! Don't got it. You clutch. I got it, I got it. I don't got it. That's exactly right. Um, And so it turns out that I say this in my life all the time. I got it, I got it. I don't got it. Just keep this in mind as we are going through Romans today um, because Deborah read out of chapter 8. We're actually going to be living quite a lot in chapter 12. So... um, I want you to be thinking about that as we go through the Bible today. Chunk held on to the wrong part of the water bottle, right? And so he was trying to save it. He was in the right spot. He was trying to do the right thing, but he didn't grab the top. He grabbed the wrong part of the whole apparatus and lost it. And sometimes, I don't always do that with water bottles because people are too smart to let me near that much water. Um, I, I would definitely spill it too. Like even just putting it on there seems like, oh, I need to ask someone else to do that. Um, and so it's not water bottles I do this with. It's just like my life. I take the wrong part of a conversation. I take the wrong part of a text. I take the wrong part of an interaction with somebody. And I read into pieces of it that that's not what I was supposed to be holding on to. And so a lot of times I'll do this with the Bible. I'll read through a text and I'll cleave to this one part 
And it's really like, that's not the part that God was trying to talk to me about. And so um, let's pray and then we'll, we'll get into Romans. So dear Jesus, thank you so much for loving us, even though we don't deserve it. Thank you so much for dying on the cross for our mistakes and our sins and our selfishness. Thank you so much for the opportunity for us to meet together um, and to enjoy delicious donuts and each other's company and to worship and to be in the house of God together. You are wonderful and you are good to us even when we don't deserve it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, the book of Romans was written by Paul and Paul is an apprentice of Jesus. He... Um, he is trying to follow God. He is one of the first Christians, and he is writing letters to the early church. And so if you are a Christian trying to follow Jesus, whatever Paul is saying also applies to us. And so um, I'm going to read like a whole chapter. This is crazy. I know. I know that's a big old chunk. But when we want to hear from God, we're going to just go to the Bible because this is how he talks to us a lot of times. And so I'm going to read Romans chapter 12. Um, and keep in mind that this is Paul writing to people who are already trying to be Christians. They know that Christ died for them. They're trying to walk with the Holy Spirit, all that sort of thing. And so when Paul is writing to them, he's a lot of times he's addressing specific issues that he sees in the church um, or, or problems that the church is having. And so um, here we go. We'll pick it up there. It's uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is and what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For it is as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. Prophecy in proportion to our faith, in service in our serving. The ones who teaches in his teaching, and the one who extorts in his exhortation, and the one who contributes in generosity, and the one who leads with zeal, and the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not, excuse me, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. 
For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. To me, it is easy to cleave to this passage as a laundry list of things I kind of stink at. Um, Things that I could definitely improve on. I mean, you could just like, if this was written on the wall, you could take a bow and arrow and shoot and just hit anything and be like, yep, need to work on that. Yep, need to work on that. Yep, need to work on that. And so outdoing people by showing honor, being fervent in spirit. I feel like that's a fancy way of like, be excited. Like, enjoy your life a little bit. Um, I, I could work on that. Being patient in tribulation. Holy cow. I could definitely work on that one. Uh, be constant in prayer. There are so many times where praying about it is the last thought that crosses my mind. Live your emotions with other people. If somebody's weeping, weep with them. If somebody's rejoicing, rejoice with them. Serve your enemies. We could do an entire day on trying to treat your enemies well when you don't feel like treating your enemies well. Um, We could pick anything off of this list to work on. I'm sure you're the same way. Reading through it, it's like, oh gosh, I better get after it. There's a lot of things that I'm not doing very well. And that's how the world does things. Um, There are entire sections of bookstores called self-help. Know what to work on and work on it. Okay, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, figure it out. If, you, if you're bad at something, get better at it, and uh, good luck. Okay, that's how self-help works. Um, we all have many areas of improvement. I know that I do. Um, if you don't think that I do, you would need only to ask my husband, or my children, or my roommates from college, or anyone close to me. Um, Or sometimes just ask each other, because some of you have seen me at my worst as well. Um, There are people in your life who are super willing to point out your blind spots. So if you are thinking that you don't have any, just ask around if you're anything like me. Okay. But a lot like Chunk grabbing onto the water bottle, self-help is cleaving onto the wrong part of this passage. Self-help is not going to fix us, and it is not going to help us. Self-help is so tiring, and it is so ineffective. Um, So this passage, instead of just being a laundry list, because when I read it, that's what I go to. I'm like, boom, fix that. Okay, Abby Jo, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Focus, focus, do better, do better. When I just look at that part, I've made it all about me. And this book thank goodness, is not about me. Um, It is about God. And so this chapter in and of itself is split into three sections. And so we need to look at it in the correct order. If we look at it out of order, it gets all messed up. Um, So the first part is be a living sacrifice. Transform your mind. Discern the will of God. The second part is don't think highly of yourself. Consider other people. Consider what their gifts are. Consider how you fit into the body and appreciate the other parts of it. And then step three are these specific things that Paul is talking about. And so unfortunately, I don't always go one, two, three when I'm doing things. I'm like, let's skip ahead to the part where I'm, I'm fixed. Let's skip ahead to the part where I'm awesome. Let's skip ahead to the part where everything is good. Unfortunately, I do this with a lot of things. I was trying to think of examples of times I did things out of order, and there were so many to choose from that I was like, 
oh my gosh, I'm going to accidentally keep them here till like two o'clock. Everyone will miss lunch and we will have so many sad Presbyterians. And so tried to narrow it down to just one example where I did something out of order. And there's not a better example than when I went skiing for like the third time. I'd gone once. It was pretty fun. I went a second time. was like, this is actually pretty easy. You just point your skis down the mountain and then you go down the mountain too. And then on my third time skiing, I thought, I bet I could do a backflip. It just, it just doesn't look that difficult. And it seems like if you're skiing, the mountain will do the work for you. You just have to like lean back. So do we have a video of that, Eric? Okay. So um, to preface, uh, Ross and I had been married like one year, maybe less than a year. One year, right in that area. And uh, this was a, a ski trip for a youth group. And he was on the middle school trip with me. Middle schoolers got on the bus and went home. And I was staying with the high school kids. And Ross was like, don't go to the terrain park, which is where they have all the jumps and stuff. And I was like, deal. I did not keep my end of the deal. And so um, this is me at the terrain park right here. The slow-mo will really get you right here. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a choice that I made. Okay. So it I wanted to skip ahead to being an Olympic skier, and it turns out you can't skip those steps. First, you probably need to be able to do a backflip off of a diving board, which, side note, I cannot do. I just assumed I could go down a mountain on skis and do a flip. Um, I was literally already falling before I was off the ramp. Uh, what a doofus, okay? Um, I can still kind of tell when it's going to rain in my back right here. <laughs> Um, and so that's something that I'm going to live with for the entire rest of my life because I went out of order. And so spiritually, we do this all the time. I want to skip ahead to where I'm, uh, I'm really mature and I'm walking with God. I want to skip ahead where I'm so calm in tribulation. I want to skip ahead where I lead people and help people. And I want to skip ahead to where I'm great at serving and I'm happy and I've, I've got the joy of the Lord even when things are tough or whatever. But there's so many other things that you have to do in order. And it's like this with a lot of different things in life. Like physically, if you want to get in shape and you have kind of been a couch potato, uh, you're not going to just get up and run a marathon tomorrow. That 26-something miles, I don't even know the numbers because this is so crazy to me that you can run that far. Um, but you can't just wake up tomorrow and be like, hey, I'm going to run a marathon. You have to start with one mile and then add and then add and then add. And uh, like if you're learning a language, let's say you're, you're not into the athletic thing, but if you're going to learn Latin, you're not going to sit down with some PhD's dissertation written in Latin and be like, I'll figure it out. You're going to start with a few words and then learn a few more words and a few more words. And so going in order is incredibly vital when looking at the scripture. And so step one in Romans 12 is be a living sacrifice. That's where we're starting. 
Um, Being a living sacrifice means the spirit of God dwells in you. That is what Deborah read to us out of Romans chapter 8, and it's in chapter 12. When you became a Christian, you invited the Holy Spirit to dwell inside your body. You can think God's thoughts. You can do actions on behalf of God because he is functioning through you. He is empowering you to will and to act according to his good purpose. It says that in Philippians 2.13, that God is the one who's doing the work. There was a writer who said the problem with being a living sacrifice is that they have a tendency to crawl off the altar. So being a living sacrifice is a choice. It is you choosing to walk with God. It is him working through you, but you have to be part of the equation and let God work. If you are not talking to God and spending time with him and walking as a Christian, you can't skip ahead to all this stuff that the end of Romans is talking about. You, you have to start by being a living sacrifice, and that's being in community with God and being in communication with God. And so let's say you're already there. You're like, I'm in. I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. I am trying to do that. Not to say you won't mess it up. We all crawl off the altar. We all do that. Um, but you are making an effort to walk with Jesus. You are a living sacrifice. You are with him. Then we'll look at the next part of the chapter. The next part is about gifts of grace. It does not say that it's gifts of merit. We did not earn anything. The only person that's worthy of praise or honor or props or high fives or whatever is God. God gave you your personality. He gave you what you're good at. He gave you your brain. He gave you your heart. He gave you your soul. And he put you in this room today with a bunch of other people that have those same things. But your gifts are not the same gifts as the person down the pew from you. Those gifts are different than the people up in front of you or back behind you in these pews. Um, Thank goodness that I did not lead worship this morning. It would have not been fun for anyone because Jesus did not give me the gift of singing. In fact, in sixth grade choir, they told me not to sign up again and to maybe try art. And that's okay, because I love art, and I wouldn't have found it otherwise, but God did not give me a singing voice. Side note, they put me in the soprano section, and like, you wouldn't have done that, right? I should have gone to Canyon High School. That's what, I, that's what I'm getting from this. Um, but I digress. Everybody in here has a different gift, a different way that you can serve the Lord, a different way that you interact with the world, a different way that you can interact with your family, a different way that you can interpret the scriptures, because God created you to serve him. But the thing is, your gift is no better or no worse than anybody else's in the room. God created us specifically to do things for him. In advance, he put together good works for us to do. And so sometimes it is easy to be like, man, they're really good at singing. I wish that I could sing. Like, it would be awesome to be in the choir. But it turns out that's, that's for them. Instead of being jealous of it, I need to do what God has created me to do. And so as you're thinking about it, I want you to consider what is something that you really, really enjoy doing? What is something that you're really good at? And there's a lot of different answers. There could be, there is an infinite infinite number of answers. Some of you are really great cooks. 
and you get together and are, you're kind of a small group. You get together on Wednesday nights and you cook for everybody. Everybody visits. Maybe you're really good at hosting. Maybe you're really good at saying hi to somebody who's new at church. Maybe you're really good at maintaining friendships and taking care of people. Maybe you're really good at praying and, and making sure that you're bringing people Uh, bringing their names before the Lord when they're sick or when they're hurting or when there's a circumstance. Maybe you're the type of person that thinks of something and can caretake for people in a way where they're in a tough situation and you're like, oh, I'll put together a meal train. Oh, I'll, I'll go to their house. Oh, I'll, I'll call their kids or whatever. There are so many different ways that this church and the people in here can function together. And your way is great because God created you. And the other people in the room, their way of doing it is great because God created them. So before you leave today, and I know this is going to be a little bit awkward, but since we're all doing it, it makes it not weird. Before you leave, I want you to tell somebody some way that you have seen that they are awesome. Be like, hey, I noticed that you are always so kind. Hey, I noticed that you serve and get here early and you put all the little papers in the bulletin. Hey, I noticed that you are just a wonderful human and I love worshiping next to you. Maybe it's somebody you haven't met yet. You're like, hey, I have worshiped near you for three years and I still don't know your first name because I'm bad with names. Go meet them. But let's find ways to encourage each other because this whole second chunk of Romans, gifts of grace, we are one body, many members. Let's appreciate each other because God put this together and he created everybody in this room and he did a really great job, I must say. You guys are pretty wonderful. So before you leave today, find somebody, be encouraging to them. All right, and then, so let's say that you're already a living sacrifice. You are part of the body of Christ. You are a member and you appreciate other members and you are, uh, you're living in community with other people. So that's part one, part two. Now let's look at this last section, which is called uh, Marks of the True Christian. Okay. Um, I'm going to reread this part. And while I reread it, we're just close your eyes and you're going to pray. And I want God to tell you which one or two, or five million, I don't know, let him talk to you, which one does he need to work on in your life? Not self-help. We can't do self-help. God help. He will help you. He will empower you. His Holy Spirit can change your life and transform you. And so close your eyes and just listen to Romans 9 through 21. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, Never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. 
For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. When you reread it and you think, what does God want to do in my life? It changes the whole story. It's not about us getting better and us improving. It's about us being a living sacrifice and God using you how he wants. It takes a ton of the pressure off of you as a person. All of the pressure, really, because our only job is to be in community with God and he will do these things. And so uh, when I was reading through this, um, I was thinking the one that I like that, that I would like the Lord to work on in me and in our church is to outdo one another in showing honor. That means building other people up, being, being people's biggest fan, being people's biggest cheerleader, um, honoring their presence, caring about what they say, caring about what they think, having their back. And if we are all outdoing one another in showing honor, what a wonderful place to spend a Sunday. I mean... And if we're doing this in our whole life, because so much of our life is not in this room, if you're outdoing one another and showing honor in your home, what a joyful house to live in. If you're outdoing one another and showing honor, what a great city to live in. I've been so impressed with the way that people in Amarillo and Canyon have really like supported each other. Like the flooded businesses, other businesses were like, hey, if you're a hairdresser, you can use our spot. Hey, if you're losing revenue, I'm gonna come buy a gift card to make sure that you guys can make it because you're a small business, that sort of thing. That's outdoing one another in showing honor. And I feel like the Lord is teaching me how to do that, Um, but it's only by his grace and his power. He's the one that does all the cool stuff and we get to just be a part of it. But as you were praying, I hope that the Lord spoke to you and told you which one that he wants to work on in your life. And so um, we can't skip ahead to that part without being a living sacrifice. And we can't skip ahead to that part without being part of the body and knowing that everybody is part of God's family treating everybody with honor. And so uh, let's just be a church that lets God transform us and let's be a church that is mindful to not crawl off of the altar. So let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for everyone in this room. Thank you so much for our city. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come together and worship. We love you. And even when we don't deserve it, you love us so, so much. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to dwell in our soul. Thank you for, um, for letting me survive that skiing accident. Thank you for just giving us people to live in community with. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to honor you this week. Help us to honor each other. In your name, amen.